Welcome to the Rockin' Movies Podcast. This is Carlo X. Lopez, your host of the cast. Well, I'm back. <laughs> well, I had a little vacation, uh, some time off, uh, two birthdays. Uh, my birthday and including my fiance or my girl, her birthday as well. We're both June babies. So just had a lot of things going on this month, but uh, welcome back to the podcast and I am back. Uh, but gosh it is hot out there and you know stay cool listen to the cast man and just uh try to stay hydrated man it is so hot out there it's been a hot summer and looking forward to hopefully some rain tomorrow for us here uh so uh but uh you know i'm gonna go over a couple of movies a couple of things um i'm gonna go over uh my 50th birthday yeah it's crazy time just goes and i'm gonna do something different this this episode but Two movies I wanted to review are, you know, Jurassic World, Dominion, and Elvis. But we'll start with Jurassic World. You know, once again, it's it's uh, part six or part three of the new trilogy. Uh, saw it. Uh, it it has you know all of the original cast members. It obviously stars Chris Pratt, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard as Claire. Laura Dern is back, of course. Uh, and if you don't know Laura Dern, she came out in the original uh, one, and I think. Part three, or maybe even two, but Sam Neill's back. He came out of one in part three of the, the Jurassic Park series. He plays Alan Grant and the lovely, awesome Jeff Goldblum. I just can't ever say enough of him. He is plays Ian Malcolm. He's been in several of them. Uh, he's just hilarious. Uh, there's just a lot of the you know new and old cast. Bo Wong is back, and he's always the guy you know that's either behind something bad or whatever. And there's always a greedy corporation, and and unfortunately, this is not a political show, but corporate greed is out there. I've seen it recently with some friends and things, and and just bullshit, you know, if you ask me. But that is my opinion. Uh, there's just a lot of that out there, and just be careful, you know, dot your I's, cross your T's, be careful with that, with your jobs and everything out there. So, uh, but uh, moving on, this this movie itself. Uh, I'm gonna give it about a, a half a bag of candies, and and really, if you go see Jurassic Park Worlds, you know, it's about dinosaurs, dinosaurs, dinosaurs. That's what it is. Hey man, I want to see dinosaurs eat people. I don't care. I want to see them fight, and I want to see them eat people. That's that's what I like. Uh, so for me personally, I'd give it a little bit higher, more bag of candies. It's just that the story itself isn't the greatest story. But they had to create something to get the original cast back with the old, you know, with the the newer cast. And it is so nostalgic and fun to see that part of it. That's the fun part. I think they could have came up with a better story. And, uh, you know, dinosaurs as pets and those kind of things probably uh, far reaching, you know, because they're not dogs or cats. They'll eat you, you know, so you're not going to have them as pets. But... That's kind of where the last, you know, the last movie left off with this new movie picking up the future is dinosaurs are are in the earth now. Uh, so, you know, it's a it's a fun movie. It's definitely fun. Ian Malcolm always steals the show. He's always fun. He's great. Uh, and that is Jeff Goldblum, of course. And, and to see Sam Neill 
and you know Laura Dern, they, they've always had this chemistry from part one. We've always wanted them to get together, so maybe that happens. I don't know. Go go watch it if you haven't seen it already. But once again, it's a fun popcorn movie to go enjoy, especially in the summertime and this heat. You know, once you know, it's just it's a fun movie. Uh, Storylines not the strongest, kind of weak. You know, the obviously the effects are always amazing. They're fun. It's it's dinosaurs once again. But I'm gonna give that thing a you know, about a half bag of candies and closer to three fourths, but it's just, like I said, the story has been done and I know it's, there, there's some complaints on enough running from dinosaurs, but that's what it's about. Hey, when they make that kind of money, you keep bringing it back. So maybe they can reinvent it, do something new for if they do come out with the next one. I mean, this one's doing great. Um, you know, half a bag of candies, if you, you know, just take your kit, your kids will love it. And just let the kid and you enjoy it. It's a, you know, it's a good movie. But Elvis. Now, Elvis, that is Elvis Presley. Um, it's uh, it's just a great movie, you know. And it's Boz Lerman's new movie. And he did, you know, he's done a lot of movies, uh, you know, and, and stuff that you'll know. And, it, and his style is just really glitzy. And it's a, it's a nice style. And... And he does, you know, comic book stuff in there, and it's just a lot of clips and pieces. And and Moulin Rouge is one of his movies. He's he's done, you know, several things that you uh, most likely recognize. Australia, Moulin Rouge. He did The Great Gatsby. I saw The Great Gatsby. wasn't really a big fan of it. You know, he's done a lot of stuff. And and anyway, if you like his style, you'll you'll you know you'll dig it. Uh, one of his classic ones is Romeo and Juliet. So. Uh, but um, anyway, so going on with with Elvis, it's clearly it's a it's a story of of Elvis's roots, you know, where he came from, why he kind of, I guess, defined rock and roll in the sense of, you know, R&B blues, you know, and then some country putting that together. And, and the movie itself, it's and we know what happens with Elvis. And I've always said I like Fat Elvis, man. You know, I've always liked Fat Elvis, you know, in the end, you know. But after seeing this movie, I'm going to say I kind of, I still like Fat Elvis, but I like skinny young Elvis who was in control of his destiny. Um, and then it's about, you know, and he's played by uh, Austin Butler. Fantastic job. I mean, I'm thinking even Oscars. I mean, you know, and then the great Tom Hanks. You know, Tom plays Colonel Tom Parker. And if y'all don't know... Elvis's real life story and what he went through and Colonel Tom Parker being his manager and crook you know this this movie it, it shows Elvis in a different light on why he liked black you know blues and where he came from and who he hung out with like BB King and and a lot of that you know good old R&B blues type music that transitioned into what we have is rock and roll now which is funny because a lot of rappers you know, also sampled, especially in the 80s, you know, I was hearing DMC say a lot of their stuff that they sampled was from the rock and heavy metal records because that's what they had, the Van Halens and things like that. So it's a symbiote relationship and and it comes back. But with Elvis, you know, and, you know, it, Olivia DeJong plays or, you know, she plays Priscilla. Uh, it's a great cast. Kevin, uh, Kelvin Harrison plays B.B. King uh, and, and David Wenham plays Hank Snow. Uh, but it starts off where, you know, Colonel Tom Parker is kind of narrating the movie. So, you know, you'll see how he discovers Elvis. But Elvis was ready. 
at Sun Records, and Sun Records is they have a you know whole history of great you know rock and roll music that they produced, and and so being, being Elvis being growing up, and I think the, the the culture, the black culture for for Elvis growing up in that, you're, you're gonna appreciate why he loved the music so much and his dance moves and the shit that he went through, you know, growing up in you know as well as as you know the American audience and the establishment trying to censor him and trying to once again control people the way they are now. Uh, I just don't, and like I said, I'm not a political guy. I'm not going to get into that. It's just a strange time here in America, especially this last week with announcements and, and I'm going like, it, it, it's just, you know, the politics, you know, take responsibility for your own actions and don't be trying to make other people do what you want. Sorry, not everybody believes in God or Christ or whatever I do, but I can't force that on somebody else. But needless to say, that's my, you know, backing out of that one softly. Uh, it's, it's, uh, Elvis is, it, it was going through that self, social control back then too, uh, with racism, with, you know, Hey, a white guy dancing like a black guy. Uh, you know, this movie does portray all of that. And it shows you that he didn't just rip it off. It was, that's his music. That's what he loved and what he grew up with. And then to get to, to his, you know, Colonel Tom Parker and the, sh the stuff that he did and and controlling poor Elvis because Elvis was a, a good-hearted person who believed in gospel and he was you know he got into this trap and that song caught in a trap wow it, it's so powerful in the movie as well as you know I love you know Dwight Yoakam's cover of caught in a trap and I just I think that's a great song but the the words you you get a new meaning of that of how Elvis was caught in that trap especially when he got to his Vegas days, because he went through ups and downs, military, he had to go join. This movie shows all of that. And when you see the stuff that he goes through, Boz Lerman captured it really great. And the soundtrack of this movie, uh, it's amazing because, you know, first of all, Elvis has been sampled a lot as well, but his music is standing the test of time. You can play that shit and you're going to be moving and grooving and having a great time. I'm telling you, it's still good stuff. And so... I'm still thinking of the movie because it really brought me back to when he passed away. And I remember when he did, and it was in the seventies and, and I'm, I just turned 50. I'm, you know, 50, you know, it is what it is. It's what I turned, but he died at 42. And so I go, damn, I've lived eight years longer than Elvis. And Elvis did all this stuff, music, movies, and, and just really, you know, did the Elvis stints and all of that. I mean, the uh, uh, Las Vegas stints and, and but with Elvis and, and the, the music that he created, you know, and it's just, it, it's a, it's a, it's a bittersweet story because we know how it ends, you know, people in, in that industry, in movies and in music and because Elvis did both music and movies. So it really ties into the rock and movies podcast because he did both. And, and, you know, then he was controlled because it was all about money. It was all about a machine making money. And, and there's nothing wrong with capitalism, nothing wrong with, you know, making money, supporting your family. But when you have all these people and in, these in, in this industry, enablers who will allow you to continue to do this stuff that eventually either you burn out, fade away or die or kill yourself. 
and this is one of those movies where you go man you know you go for the ride it's a it's a long movie but well worth it it doesn't feel long but you see the the soundtrack now what they did is they added some rap they added some heavier rock and it just it really i'm mad it it it, i don't know it's it's very powerful because that music they kind of boss lorman and 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 the the creator of the music you know who did uh the soundtrack they really kind of mixed it well to current standards and if that makes sense i hope it does it's just when you listen to it you go watch it definitely go watch it and you can hear the bass in it the 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 boom the boom and then you know you hear the guitars and then you hear the twang and you hear elvis and the mixes the mixes are so so great so i definitely will be listening to this soundtrack a lot cuz i thought it was a great great one i'm definitely giving this thing a full bag of candies and i think i mean in my opinion i think tom hanks might you know and austin as well i mean to 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 bring a fresh approach and a fresh take as actors to story that we know pretty well and a lot of us do maybe not the younger people maybe listening to the podcast or or whatever but people my age remember when he died and i remember my mom crying and i remember it was a big deal because it was elvis he was a king of rock and roll and there is a cool scene in the in the movie and i, and I heard an interview where he never thought he was a king of rock and roll. He said he he said Fats Domino was the king of rock and roll. And if you know Fats Domino on Blueberry Hill and Fats Domino is amazing, you know? And and so when you when you hear that, you go that's pretty cool because he was humble in that approach. Hey, I'm not the king of rock and roll. I I I'm just here to entertain it and I think the movie does a great job at showing how much he loved us. He liked you as they said. But, you know, there's this movie is once again it's bittersweet because you see his journey makes it big and then he gets to that point where kind of like my hair metal bands back in the 80s i mean i went through it with my hair metal bands twisted sister and you know rat and all these bands that were you know poison and you know all these bands that grunge came and grunge kind of stole their limelight and those guys went away So he kind of dealt with that with like Jimmy Hendrix, Rolling Stones, Beatles and things that the newer music that was coming even this, you know, it it just all of that stuff happening, you know. He felt unimportant and then and I'll tell you a quick story, you know, I like telling stories, but but I promise there's a, they show his comeback special where he's all in black leather and and he was supposed to be doing a Christmas special and he comes back and and he's got his directors and all these people and he's like look i want to do me i want to be elvis and he hadn't performed in years you know and so i remember coming home from to visit you know to my mom and her at the time my stepdad who was alive dario um and it was crazy because i walk in and they were watching that special but he had it on like i think dvd or even a, it might have been even a vhs tape uh and and they were jamming man i came in there and i said damn this shit is good I sat there and listened to it with them and rocked out with Elvis in that comeback special because it was pretty powerful. Well, seeing it like, you know, seeing it at the theater, I just totally it's pretty cool because that was a moment I got to share with my mom and my stepdad. My stepdad is no longer here. God bless him. Uh and so I got to hear, you know, I can say that that moment like watching the movie brought back <clears throat> that <clears throat> excuse me, that feeling of coolness because my stepdad was, you know, he was in a three band but as well as playing guitar and 
and he would play for my mom and he's really a cool dude as well but to see that and go that's pretty damn cool i thought anyway so uh full bag of candy is great movie it's just a fun movie it's bittersweet i mean it's very emotional and the last song i think is unchained melody or you know the the song that he plays uh you know and his last song before he passes on it's so powerful and they were able to interweave some of that footage from him for real and you saw that last night i mean he gave it it was beautiful the the most powerful song ever and still gave it his 100% that really killed him with the other stuff but to see his last performance and you go gosh you know what a what a talented person gone way too soon at 42 gone way too soon elvis presley i mean i i i can't say anything you know bad about the guy and um you know i'm not a judge i don't judge anybody's bad behavior because hey look who's talking right <laughs> it's me so and if y'all know me you know me so i cannot ever you know run for politics for that reason because hey man uh, i've probably party with all y'all <laughs> but anyway uh getting back to, to elvis full bag of candies go enjoy it go have fun it's definitely three hours worth of your time it's almost three hour movie uh, there's a great cast. Uh, I mean, Tom and, and Austin, they did a fantastic job. Uh, I'm, I was still thinking about the movie. Like, that's how much I, I felt affected by it. Because I do like r and I do like rap. I do like the, you know, old school blues. I, I'm, I got my slide on my guitar trying to learn it because I love that beat. I love that stuff because it's just, it's powerful. It's from the soul. And those parts, and I don't want to ruin too much of it, but there's parts where Elvis says, hey, you know, it's not about protesting. It's about singing more and about singing your message. That's, you can protest like that by singing, by playing music and, and supporting people. And, and, and so anyway, it was just, just, I don't, I feel very like it's timely, but Elvis had a great voice and he was a great person, served our country, maybe kind of forced to, but he still served the country, right? And so anyway, kudos to the team, to Boz Luhrmann, to, to, to the screenplays, you know, that was written by Sam Bromell, Craig Pierce, Jeremy Donner, uh, and, and, and Jeremy Donner, sorry if I pronounced that wrong, Donner. Uh, but it was just, it's a fun movie. It's a great movie. It's bittersweet, but go enjoy it. It's a full bag of candies. Speaking of rock and roll and hair bands, guess who, you know, Def Leppard and Motley Crue, Poison and Joan Jett started their tour. Um, of course, Tommy Lee got to fuck it up or excuse me, screws shit up and breaks his ribs. I don't know how. I'm like, dude, you've had two years to prepare for this. How do you go break your ribs? I, I don't know. Anyway, I'm not judging the guy. But so... Clufetto is another drummer has to fill in for him. So we'll see. Hopefully he can heal and play. But supposedly, I'm hearing, Poison is tearing it up. Poison has a lot of great songs, and so they're ripping it up. Uh, so, you know, there's a big-ass tour. You know, there's a lot more tours going on. Go out and support, you know, these big acts. Support your locals. You know, you know, just enjoy the rock and roll live stuff. And stay cool, man. Stay cool, right? Uh, leading into time, and I, you know, got a few minutes left. But, man, I turned 50. So... My girl threw me a sweet ass rock and roll party. I totally enjoyed it. I had a great time with my friends and good food. And we had Don Chente out here cooking some asada tacos and pastor tacos. And if you don't know that, you should look it up and eat it because that shit is good. And so it was, uh, and Mexican hot dogs. So it was bacon wrapped dogs with 
mustard, ketchup, mayonnaise, jalapenos, you know, put some relish on it, whatever. You can, the sky's the limit. Mexican hot dogs. It, 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 it was a great time. But it got me to thinking how fast time goes. I mean, it's already, you know, several weeks since I did the podcast because I've been, like I said, vacation, had a couple of birthdays. My girl's birthday was a couple of days ago. So, and her and her twin, Esther. So, you know, uh, happy birthday to Erica and Esther. Uh, but, um, you know, just time, time goes on. It doesn't stop. So I wanted to kind of drop in some old school time travel movies because sometimes I wish I can go back for one day to like my ranch when my grandmother was alive and we were raising cattle, you know, doing hay and, and building fences. That was hot as shit then too. And it was hard work, but it was so cool to be able to do that. And I just wish that I could do that, you know, one more time and one more time, uh, go back in time. But I, I just wanted to go over a couple of movies that I think you would enjoy. Maybe, uh, there's a, a, a movie, and I'm going to go over a few movies and some of them you probably know, but there's a, a classic movie from 79 called Time After Time. It was H.G. Wells and he's pursuing Jack the Ripper. And it starred, you know, Malcolm McDowell, David Warner and a young Mary Steenberger who came out and also Back to the Future. And but Time After Time is a fun movie. Uh, it's it's it, it goes back into time. He's making the time machine. And all of a sudden he's chasing Jack the Ripper. It's still a cool movie. It's it's definitely you know a British feeling movie, and uh, it was definitely a, a a classic movie. So time after time, man, check it out. Uh, leads me into Time Bandits. That <laughs> Time Bandits is is an old school movie from 1981. And and if you remember Time Bandits, this is about these these younger. I mean these they're they're uh, they're these time bandits that go through time, and it's a kind of a crazy adventure story. Stars Sean Connery, Shelley Duvall, John. Cleese, Catherine Hellman, Ian Holm, um, and so so many so many other guys. Malcolm Dixon, Mike Edmonds. They were uh, uh, Kenny Baker was in it as well. Wicked, who plays Wicked in Return of the Jedi. But you know uh, our shorter friends. You know, and uh, I, I I always worry about what's the proper word now. Uh, but um, you know, either way, it's just a classic movie that. Uh, it, it is definitely got some dry humor in it. I remember loving it as a kid. And Time Bandits is funny because if you watch, you know, Meet the Goldbergs, they have the poster in, in his room, the young kid. And moving on to the next movie, there's an old school love story I was telling one of my coworkers about. Somewhere in Time. Somewhere in Time is is Christopher Reeve, Superman, and Jane Seymour with the, the great Christopher Plummer. So... And it's, I remember watching this as, as a kid going, gosh, this is a, a great time travel story. And Christopher Reeve is in the 80s. And this, this you know, time, Somewhere in Time came out, I believe, in 1980. And, and so Somewhere in Time is about, you know, he's a college student. He goes into this hotel and, and an, old, an older lady puts this, this watch into his pocket and says, find me. So he starts figuring out how do I... I feel at this grand hotel and he does go back in time he gets hypnotized and he ends up time traveling well that's where he meets you know jane seymour well they fall in love and it's this whole story of her manager trying to control her and once again social control 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 people can't just not you know let people be but controlling and the it's a love story it's a great love story and it's a sad because then at some point and, and maybe go check it out and at some point, it's a tearjerker because he ends up snapping back and he goes back to the 80s and bam, 
and he's like gone you know that she's like where you know and there's so there's an ending to it that's it's very i don't know to me it's sad and tragic and and i i think that's really what set me up for love and love adventures of the future and 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 the way love should be when you fall in love with someone all right so that's just my love story there but somewhere in time was kind of the uh movie i just gravitated to as a kid you know gosh i was like eight years old when that came out and of course back to the future you know back to the future all three of them i if it wasn't for michael j fox and his condition they would have probably already made the other one or two or you never know but you know with with uh robert zemeckis directing it and and michael j fox and christopher lloyd and leia thompson and chris mcglover thomas wilson played biff you know it's it, the cast was a great cast and and you know michael j fox plays marty mcfly chris lloyd plays you know emmett brown leia plays lorraine baines and and, and george mcfly is is played by christian glover of course there was issues when they made chris crispin was you know at, that's why he didn't come out in the two or three that he had issues i don't know he felt like the star of the show when clearly it was michael j fox but anyway that back to the future if you watch it nowadays with 4k great surround sound and and on a big screen TV, it's definitely fun and it's definitely cool. And it's definitely, you know, held its own. Uh, you know, now some of the stuff has come to pass already, you know, and it's kind of funny because it, you know, it's a trilogy, part two and three. And and uh, I also love that ZZ Top comes out and, and, and the, the Old West one, that's kind of cool when they're playing. But anyway, Back to the Future, another great time travel movie. And the last one is, and there's a lot by, by any, there's a lot of time travel movies, but uh, the, the um star trek part four you know it was another time travel movie with our star trek crew obviously william shatner's admiral kirk leonard nimoy spot uh deforest kelly you know leonard you know uh he plays dr leonard mccoy uh george sakai sulu james Doohan, montgomery scott and uh it's just one of these fun i think it was a really good star trek movie uh, you know, because of of, uh, of a situation that comes up where they have to go save whales and they have to go back in time into the 80s. And, and so um, it's a great adventure story. And I am actually buying the 4Ks on that, on the first four that came out. So I'll be watching the 4Ks. And I saw the original Star Trek, they added an enhanced version of Director's Cut in 4K, which is amazing. It do does make it better uh, if you're a Star Trek fan. But once again, that's another great time travel movie. But I just wanted to mention some of these time because time goes on. So love those people that you have. If you have children, man, enjoy those moments, even though they drive you batshit crazy. Enjoy those moments because when they go, they go, you know, and, and just love your kids, love your parents, you know, love your moms, your pops. And this is not this is the feel good part of the cast, but it's about time. It does go on. And sometimes, you know, you can't, well, there ain't no sometimes. There's, you can't get it back. So make your decisions, stand by them, enjoy your family, your friends, your time, and tell the people that you love them, you love them. Like, I love all you guys, especially the ones listening. I appreciate it. It, it, it makes a lot, it means a lot to me. I know I don't come every week yet, but, you know, in another month or two months, and I will take a break, then we'll launch season two back in October. Because I'm also getting ready for a wedding. So it's there's a lot of work going into that too, getting closer and 
And yeah, you know, I'm usually last at everything, but hey, I wait, I took my time, right? Uh, so uh, the next season will be definitely uh, a clear, a lot more uh, episodes, but you know, as especially now, hopefully as COVID is rearing, it's done. Hopefully uh, we get even more back to normal with music and, and movies and shows and quick shout out to, to The Old Man. That's uh, another great show. Uh, that's on uh, FX, I think, and, and Hulu, but The Old Man, you know, and so that's another show. We'll talk more about that later. Uh, but once again, it's, uh, you know, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Go love somebody, hug somebody, and pick somebody up. And just, you know, hey, this is, you know, Pride Month, so just want to celebrate our friends, too, in the LGBTQ uh, communities. You know, just, you know, we support you here at the show. And, uh, you know, to, to the parades and things, enjoy it. You know, have a good, good, uh, good week, good month. And I will talk to you next week because I'm going to be watching the Black Phone, Thor, and Buzz Lightyear. So we'll definitely have some more movies. But you guys have a great week. Thanks for tuning in. I'll talk to you later. Have a good one.